0: You're listening to The Podium from NBC Sports and Vox Media. This week, we continue our focus on athletes to watch at the 2018 Olympic Winter Games. And it's time to look at the diamond in the tiara. That's how Johnny Weir described figure skating in his conversation with Peter Kafka just a few weeks ago right here on The Podium. Figure skating is one of the game's most popular sports. And in men's figure skating, all eyes are on a young phenom.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Nathan Chen. The youngest of five children born to Chinese immigrants. He tried skating for the first time on a practice rink built for the 2002 Salt Lake Games. Destined to be
0: Nathan Chen is 18 years old and entered his first figure skating competition when he was four. Dating back to his earliest performances, he's won pretty much everything he's ever tried. Here's what commentators had to say about him in 2010 when he won the novice title at the U.S. figure skating championships at 10 years old.
2: He has such solid technique, and he's fearless. I love that.
0: Olympic gold medalist figure skater Scott Hamilton says Little Nathan was the buzz of the entire competition.
2: They kept talking about how brilliant his program was and how beautifully he performed it. He'll be 14 in 2014, still too young to make the Olympic team, so he has his sights on 2018. His exhibition interview you know, they were just sort of talking back and forth, and they said- Which Olympics are going to see you in? So what Olympics are you going to go to? And he goes- Um, 2018,
0: So he called it, at 10 years old, and has persevered after winning young. He's currently leading a wave of technical excellence in the sports. Take his mastery of the quadruple jump. It put him on the podium two years ago at the U.S. Championships. And then last year, at the U.S. Figure Skating Championships, Chen made history.
2: What's the <laughs> five ones? That's five, the first time ever. Here at the National Championships, Nathan Chen. And he didn't even need to do it.
0: But it's not just Chen's technical excellence that's impressed Hamilton and other commentators. Chen approaches his program with maturity. Hamilton describes what went through his mind as he watched Chen defend his national title this year.
2: You know, the first defense of a title is always the one that's the hardest. Your boots feel like they weigh twice as much as they normally do. It's harder to breathe. The glare of the spotlight is blinding you from being able to just live normally and do your job. And all the pressures of media, all the pressures of photo shoots and showing up here and giving television what they need and doing all that, it's, you know, it's very distracting and it and it can throw a lot of skaters off their path, and he was way off when he first got on the ice.
1: He's sick, he's been struggling in practice, but if anyone can land a quad, it is Nathan Chen.
2: Then I saw him kind of slowly reel it in, you know, make the adjustments he needed to make and his timing in order to be able to pull off the jumps and, and you know, make one specific change in a short program to make sure that he skated 100% clean. Quad flip, triple toe. And it it can throw a lot of skaters off their path. And what I've noticed with Nathan is the fact that last year he came out all guns a In the the warm-up, he took his time. So
0: Chen is a strategic, athletic, artistic skater, and his youth gives him an edge on the competition. Leading up to the 2018 Games, Hamilton says there's tons of expectation. Chen has beaten every single skater he'd likely need to beat to win a gold medal. Now he just needs to beat them all in one competition at the Olympics. There is a big anniversary coming up this February. 20 years ago, the U.S. women's ice hockey team became the first-ever Olympic champion in their sport. Their win got them inducted into the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame, and it ignited the dreams of young girls who coveted their own place in the hockey history books.
1: My hockey idol came from that team, Cami Granado, who was from Chicago, brought home her gold medal.
0: Kendall Coyne is a forward on Team USA.
1: And that was the moment I turned to my parents and said, I want to go to the Olympics. So I do remember the impact that that team winning a gold medal had on me and my hockey career. And I think that a lot of us have had impacts like that from that 98 team.
0: And Coyne went to the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi. But the U.S. team didn't get a gold medal that year. In fact... Team USA hasn't brought home gold since that history-making game back in 1998. And after that triumphant year, it's been their adversaries that have reigned supreme every single Olympic since. The
1: Canadian-American and rivalry to me was something that was always there.
0: Tessa Bunham is a sports anchor and a former Canadian Olympic hockey player.
1: It's something that if you ever grow up playing hockey, that's the game you dream of playing in. But I really think the... Rivalry took an extra step or everyone started to care about it a little more or it got a little bit more nasty uh, during the 2002 Salt Lake City Olympics. And, you know, that year prior to the Olympics, Team USA had just completely dominated the Canadians. And
0: as you can imagine, Bunham says this led to a lot of worried chatter in Canada.
1: Are women even going to be able to show up for a gold medal game?
0: She says the game was extremely physical, and many Canadians thought the American ref was biased in favor of the U.S. team. There were a lot of penalties being called, but then a rumor changed the course of the game.
1: An arena volunteer had mentioned to uh, Team Canada's captain, Cassie Campbell, that the Americans had a Canadian flag on the floor and were stepping all over it after practice and and in between games. And it did that bother her. And, And Cassie kept it in her back pocket and I guess heading into the third period, uh, you know, Cassie Campbell thought her team needed a little bit of a pick-me-up, and that was her rallying cry. You know, she let the team know that they were disrespecting them, and, and that's what how much they thought of their play and their team. Soon afterward, Canada scored and won gold. Um, after the game, a very emotional, highly competitive Haley Wickenheiser took to the mic on live TV and, um, you know, said to everyone watching, you know, those girls have had our flag on their floor, and they've been stepping all over it all tournament, and now all I want to know is if they want us to sign it. And from that moment on, it, it really was a new rivalry. And it's a
0: rivalry that's intensified over the last few Olympic tournaments. In Sochi in 2014, the U.S. and Canadian team faced off in the final tournament. The fateful moments came in the third period of the final game, with the Americans up by two.
2: Blocked once, but twice by Gigi Marvin,
1: and then Brian Jenner uh, on one of her shifts with not much time left on the clock, uh, wheeled down the ice, cut in the middle, took a shot, Jenner.
2: Jenner dips the shoulder in a shot and,
1: and the puck bounced off Casey Bellamy's behind and beat Jesse Vetter and went in the net.
2: The, lead is cut in half.
1: the score was two to one, and Canada was back in the game. And the second that puck went in the net, you could look at the Canadian bench, and all of a sudden, they had life. And you looked over at the American bench, even though they were still leading, and there was only four minutes left to play, their bench looked deflated and almost to say, oh, great, here we go again.
0: The Canadian team tied the game in the third period and ended up winning in
1: overtime. It was a great game to watch as a hockey fan. Um, As an American hockey fan, it had to just have been shattering. I mean, you could see it on on those women's faces after the game. Um, They knew that they let something go that they're probably going to have to wait a long time to get. Some of them didn't even get a second chance.
0: But some members of the 2014 team, like Kendall Coyne, Megan Duggan, and Hillary Knight, are back this year. And they've been securing wins on and off the ice. The team was involved in a labor dispute with USA Hockey, trying to get resources on par with the men's team. There was a compensation piece, but um, you know, in addition to that, there was increased marketing and programming, and um, you know, PR opportunities and things like that. That we felt that on the women's side, uh, we need to see some change within those areas. That's Megan Duggan, forward for Team USA. We ended up last spring, um, you know, in order to elicit that change, we kind of stood up and said that we wouldn't participate in the World Championships if we couldn't work out some of those um, things that we had been you know, in conversations with USA Hockey for over a year at that point. And the team reached a deal with USA Hockey in late March. Just like the players on the 1998 team, they made history in their own way. And I think it really fine-tuned some of our communication skills and our ability to uh, challenge each other but listen to each other. And those are all skills that when it comes to a team, um, you know, those are going to help you when you're competing at the Olympic Games as well. Their next battle will be on the ice in Pyeongchang. That is it for our show this week. Thanks so much for joining us. Our sound engineers are Miles Ewell, Pedro Alvira, and Jonathan Hirsch. Special thanks to our senior producers, Jillian Weinberger, and Golda Arthur, and our executive producer, Nishat Kerwa. Find more episodes of The Podium on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Starting February 8th, watch the Winter Olympics on the networks of NBC. Plus stream every event live on NBCOlympics.com and the NBC Sports app. I'm Lauren Shahadi. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.